Greetings, my adventurers! I hope you've all been enjoying yourselves these past few months. I'm going to be introducing a new EEQ system for expedited event quests. There is a desperate matter which needs attending. A village on a nearby floor is surrounded by wolves. Hi, my name's Craig, and do you know if this is part of some sort of event, or maybe you were cold here? Dress warm and prepare for anything. You never really know what can happen out there. Imagine Yukon, Alaska, if you had to worry about really pissed off magical creatures on crack. That just sounds like regular Alaska. Uh, we do no magical spooky things. But honestly, that is not my main interest. I am just here because I really like cool things like uh, the sword in his dawn. And she flashes the book. Welcome back, foundlings. I am Quentin, your GM here, and this is Sword Art Online, the Odd Campaign, Season 4, Episode 2. I've got all my lovely players with me once again. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody. Oh, hi, everybody is right. I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. Gosh, that's what I asked for. So let, let's go around in a nice sequential circle and, and introduce ourselves for all the lovely listeners at home. Hi, I'm Emily, and today I'm playing Odette. Apparently, I have trouble following directions, but uh, yes. Uh, so, hi, everybody. My name is Odette. It is nice to see you all and have you all here with me today. I am very excited, and I hope we go on a great adventure. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. Daniel, the character right now is kind of feeling done with life. He's just had a really long set of weeks, two or three weeks, something like that. Yeah. Hi, I'm RL. I play Greg. Hi, I'm Greg. Um, he's a dad of two and a husband of one. Only one for him. I finally realized that I'm not too adept at playing the cool, aloof, stealthy type, so I decided to play a uh, quirky punny type and i feel like i feel like i've chosen well well all of your life decisions and choices have led you to this place where we find ourselves today all of you have rushed through a magical doorway of sorts which you found in the queen's garden back on floor 10 and as your UI updates and you notice on your HUD, you see that it notifies you that you are now on and entering floor 15. You're blasted by a sudden cold gust of air, and you are quickly confronted with the climate that you were given very fair warning about. Thankfully, though, the skies look clear and there's no snow to be seen. Oh, it's freezing out here. Well, they did warn us it'd be a bit chilly. Ah, good thing that we bought all these extra clothes. Yeah, they seem pretty cool to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's, sorry. 
Yeah, this is 415, everyone. It is cold and cold and uh, let me see what else. Oh, yeah, cold. Oh, so Daniel, you've been to this floor before. Yes. We've established that before. Yes, but my question to you is, Daniel, are there any really interesting stories on this floor? Any lore legends that that, uh, that you could tell me about? Uh, well, the city of Elden, which is up to the north-ish, they have this... Well, it's not really a story. It's an actual thread. It's called a Thunderbird. They kind of have to fight that every once in a while. <laughs> Thunderbirds. Uh, Thunderbird? Well, it's kind of like Thor, but if he was a furry. You mean like Thor, but if he was a bird? Yes, that too. Does the bird have lightning powers? Yes. And it should be called a lightning bird, not a thunderbird. A thunderbird would just be like, kakosh, kakosh, when it's like flapping its wings. It'd be called a lightning bird. Look, I didn't make the name. I just nearly died to it. Thunder comes after lightning. Wouldn't it just be then Odin because Odin can turn into a bird? If I it didn't is... know he could do that. Yes, he can turn into a raven. That's interesting. Oh, anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. Uh, why don't we pull out this map and we try to figure out which direction we'll be heading in. There's be plenty of time for chitting and chatting on the road. All right, please roll a survival then to see if you can orient yourself based off of the map. All of us are just... Uh, Whoever's navigating using the map. Odette is currently making notes about Thunderbird and is planning on looking this up later. Looking it up where? Like a library? She'll find a library. Fair enough. Back on the fifth floor. 16. Unfamiliar with your current landscape, but adept in your trade, you are able to get a vague sense of direction of where you currently are. I also have a compass. Would that aid in any bonuses if there's like a, a little compass thing on the map? Uh, it certainly does help you determine your cardinal directions. Uh, you can tell that the direction in which the map is trying to get you to go is northeast from here. All right. It looks like we'll be heading in that direction. Uh, what, wait, I'm sorry. What direction is that? I'm not exactly the uh, expert on directions here. Well, you see this compass right here? If we point oh. it like that, it shows us that way as north east northeast good to know good to know i will make note of that yes if you're ever wondering how to find out your directions remember the sun rises in the east sets in the west and from there you can find out where the other directions are because never eat shredded wheat is a best way to find out your directions north east south west never eat shredded wheat you you got that indiana Yes, master. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Normally well, well. consume shredded grains. That that is close enough. All right. Well, why don't uh, why don't we get on our way here? So, with Greg's guidance, the lot of you begin marching your way through this snow-covered land. It seems like the snow on the ground has been sat there for quite some while. Like not much precipitation has befallen as of recently, and it seems. Not terribly cold right now, but the main most startling thing is the size of the trees here. They're like hundreds of feet tall with massive thick trunks, at least a dozen feet wide in diameter. All of them look very old, very sturdy, and very, very tall. Aside from that, though, everything is eerily quiet. You don't even really hear that much wildlife spare for the chirping of birds every now and again, but it seemed in hushed tones and quickly fading. Hmm. 
Hmm. It's very quiet out here. Yeah, there's not much that lives out here, save for a few birds and whatnot, That's and the trees. Kind of creepy, Daniel. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, not it creepy. It's just nature. But isn't nature normally like chirping and birds everywhere and just liveliness? It depends on where you live. Where I live, nature's vicious and deadly. If you walk outside, you might die just by a random kangaroo. Oh, and uh, way to sleep out here once. That was, that was fun. Well, if it comes to the point where we got to take a little nap, see, <laughs> uh, I have shelter that will provide useful, I believe. I call it my dad den. Oh, that's excellent, because I was actually remembering I had not taken any spells for creating shelters. I don't even have a tent. I have this bag of holding, though. I've got a bag of holding, too. Cuts me a lot, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, I've got extra bed rolls. I've got food I can prepare. I've got everything uh, that you'd really need. Uh, oh, nice. So when it comes time for that, if we don't get to the village before then, uh... We're having our right place to stay. Wait, we're going to a village? Yeah, it's like a village town. It's called the Fairbearers Tannery, if I remember correctly. And if I'm looking at this map correctly, and if I'm reading my words correctly, which I believe I am. Oh, so there's a town and there's people there? Yeah. Yeah, that's in part, I think, why the wolves are... Um... Oh, dear, I don't mean this in any uh, derogatory sense, but are you quite forgetful? No, I'm not forgetful. I just didn't remember that this was a place where there were people except for the one person that we were rescuing. Yeah, there's probably people there. I thought that it was abandoned for some reason. No, uh, the, what was his name? Dracon? Yeah, Draken. Draken, Draken. Yes. Uh, he said the people there weren't very bright. I feel like that's a bit mean, but I guess we'll have to see. I don't remember this conversation. To be fair, I was probably reading a book at the time, so it's not a big deal. Yes, it's okay. You got friends to to have your back. So with all of you making your way and walking for a good while, eventually you do stumble across a noise, something that breaks the eerie silence of the wind rustling through the trees, and you come upon a very wide and gushing river. It seems like it could potentially be deep, but it also seems like it's about 50 to 60 feet wide. You're definitely not something you can just jump over. And unfortunately, there does not appear to be a bridge. Not with that attitude. Does the map have the river on it? The map does have a river on it. Do we have to cross the river? Uh, unless you would like to go around by about like three miles south and walk around it. But then that would take you three miles out of the direction of where you would like to go. But then you could go around the river and then follow up the mountain. But then you would also be in the mountains. Mm. Well, it looks like we're going to have to cross this big old river. In this weather? Are we? Are you kidding me? Hold on. We got. We might, we might have some solutions that might help. Please tell me you at least have a raft. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> it came in my adventure gear kit. It's a flotation device. No, no, no. The flotation device and raft are two very different things. Think something like a life preserver versus an actual boat. Okay. What about the collapsible bathtub that I have? Uh, that would definitely sink. If you surrounded the collapsible bathtub with enough flotation devices, would it float? I only have yeah. one flotation device. Um, is there trees around, GM? There are an uncountable number of, like, 300-foot-tall trees all around you, and there have been for about two miles. So do you think if we cut down one of the trees, that would 
make us a temporary bridge to cross. I mean, I feel like it would, but I'd rather not harm the trees if we can, you know, help it. Um, well, also, these trees are really large and thick. I don't think we could cut them down so easily. Yeah, it would, it would take a while. Although, hmm, hmm. I mean, if we can find fallen branches, perhaps we could tie them together. But then it's just a bunch of sticks with no oars. Uh, Jim, can I perception uh, the trees? Sure. Just for an added bonus. Um, perception is 23. Anything in particular you're looking for? I'm looking to see how high up the nearest branch is. Uh, the nearest branch is about 20, 30 feet off the ground. Oh, dope. Um, so I can use, I have a 50 foot of rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have something called handy grapple that can transform a rope-like object into a retracting grapple. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think I would maybe be able to... You could definitely scale it by putting up your rope and then... So what did, what did you say? It's the handy grapple? Mm-hmm. It... Well, I'm thinking if I could attach the rope, like grapple the rope on a branch and then swing across. Is this a spell? Yeah. Okay, well, um, so it's grapnel, by the way. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's handy grapnel. You cause the target rope to shrink and reshape itself into an arrow, bolt, or similar piece of ammunition, which you can then shoot at any medium or larger object with a successful attack roll. And beating the hardness, the hardy grapnel strikes and embeds itself into the target. Okay. Do you think I would be able to use this and swing across? 50 foot of rope, 20 feet up? Uh, yeah, so the, the thing about... Okay, so... The thing about geometry you will learn is that um, the base of this triangle being the river would be 50 feet and the height of where you would be attempting to shoot would be 20 feet and the hypotenuse, which would be how long your rope needs to be to cross both distances, is always larger than both other sides. So you would need more than 50 feet. Also, there are... While there are trees all around you, there is somewhat of a, like, gravelly riverbank, and there aren't any trees within a good, like, 15 feet of the riverbank. So they are set somewhat aside, and there's no branches overhanging the river. Gotcha. Um, Can I roll survival to see how long taking us around, like, the roundabout way would be? Sure. 28. You can infer that the roundabout way would almost add an entire day to your journey, because the average party can move about eight miles in one day, and going down three and then back up three would take you about six miles out of the way. So that would be three quarters of your day gone. Okay. And what time of day is it? Uh, You're still in about midday right now. It's getting high in the noon. It's the hottest in the day, and it's like a whopping 38 degrees. Oh, grand. So we really don't want to ford that water by our lonesomes. That'd be bad. It'd be very bad. How about we look for a large chunk of wood? Because I have a spell called Wood Shape, and that allows me to take a piece of wood and roughly shape it into anything I want. So in theory, I can roughly shape it into a boat. So why don't we just take one of the trees that is there behind us? Well, yeah, I just don't know what could happen if I, you know, remove 20 cubic feet of wood from it randomly. Well, I guess it doesn't matter if I take 20 cubic feet and it's like a foot and 20 vertically, so... Oh, does it remove the wood from it? GM? 
So the tree fall? Yeah, no. If you took out 20 cubic feet from the base stump of the tree, that tree would definitely fall. You're just going to siphon effectively, just like suck it out. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Odette. I think you could probably just try one of touching one of them trees, maybe. No harm in trying, I guess. Yes, Daniel. We might want to stand back, though. Yeah, yeah, you should probably do that. You, we, we don't want to become pancakes. Yes, Daniel, put your hand on the wood over there and focus really, really hard, right? I'm reading some undertones, but okay. Work the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> You're in charge here, Daniel. You direct that wood. Uh, Greg will take a step back from where he is doing so and uh, kind of urge Odette to do the same. He has Jerry in his arms. Oh no, I believe in Daniel. I will stay right here and if anything no, happens... No, Odette, it doesn't matter how much you believe in him, I'll believe in him too. It's just a air on the side of caution type of thing. Oh, I also believe in gravity. <laughs> in the real world, as much as I believe in my table saw, I also wear safety glasses in case my belief is overcome by the laws of physics. I'm not standing directly under, and I'm all kind of to the side. I will be fine. Okay. Indian, I have some faith. So you, you pull out your wrench, you, 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 you touch the tree, and what do you say, Daniel? Become boat. Very nice. Become boat. And thus, you have siphoned off about 20 cubic feet off, just skimming it off right off the surface of this tree. And it just seems like there's a slight indentation only like partway up the tree. It doesn't even reach the closest branch. Uh, And it kind of just almost melts off the tree as the wood becomes almost like a liquid. And it reforms as you get this image in your mind of a canoe. And bada bing, bada boom, there it is. Just a a 10-foot watercraft, enough to sit three people. Did it break off of the tree, or is it still attached to it, technically? It is attached by basically, like, a 3D printer's single wood strand, which, like, (laughs) Daniel flicks off, and it snaps and breaks, and the canoe is completely separated. Daniel, I'm so proud of you. You did it. Oh, look, it's going down the river, and she's, like, right next to it. I'm kidding. It's right here on the land. Not a cool whittle trick you got there. Whittle. I get it. I I got. Okay. Okay. Thanks. It warms my cold, dead soul. Anyway, uh, it'll be a bit tight, but it's better than walking in the water, because then we'd all die of hypothermia. Mm, That's true. So then, are we going to walk this across? Are we going to have oars? Well, um, actually, I think if we just sit in the water and we'll we'll float down a little bit, but I can shoot an arrow. With my little handy grapple, um, some rope attached, and then I can just pull this ashore to the other side. How fast is the water moving? Uh, the river is going a very consistent, steady stream that seems to have a good pace to it. Oh, that will look Can I Greg. roll knowledge engineering? I can see that look on your face. Don't worry. It doesn't even matter how fast it's going, as long as we have something holding our boat and something over there holding us steady, we'll actually just drift along with it and then to the shore of the other side. I haven't even looked at you yet, but, um, yeah. You just Odette, looked concerned. Odette looks Greg up and down, thinking to herself, I don't think he has the strength to pull us across. I don't mean to be rude, but the way you're looking at me feels kind of invasive and judgmental. Oh, there is judgment, but it is not invasive. Oh. <laughs> well, um... If you'd like to voice your concerns, I'm ready to hear them. 
Well, Daniel, why can't you just use that uh, thing you just did and make some oars and that way we can paddle across? That way we have more control just in case something in the water jumps out and attacks us. Well, you do well, realize that shooting a rope across and holding it would give us more control than oars, don't you? Well, I, I only took wood shape or once today, meaning I'd have to take a long rest to replenish it. Oh, that is unfortunate. However, I could in theory use my instant weapon spell to make a quarter staff or some sort of staff and use that as a thing to push against the bottom of the river. What about the shovel? Oh, a shovel would also work. Good idea, Indiana. It's got enough uh, that the that, that, that tail. Bit in the, yes, push, just like yes. If you want to use a shovel, uh, are you opposed to me shooting an arrow on the other side with a rope and, and like holding on to that to keep us more steady and from drifting down more to the river? Personally, I think it's a brilliant idea. Oh, thank you, Daniel. I think that is a fine idea. I'm just saying, just in case something jumps in the water. I don't trust this game. Okay, okay. Uh, why don't, don't we you get- have some damaging spells? You think, okay, listen, if we are on the water and we get flipped in there, it looks kind of deep. But if we get flipped in there, we're pretty much out of luck. We'll get washed down, just maybe just you, me, who knows who survives. Daniel thinks to himself, okay, well, you are, but I have surmount affliction, so. All right, well, uh, let's get this uh, this river rolling. <laughs> Why don't we get this canoe and uh, Greg will attempt to move the canoe closer to the water. Not so much that the water could pick it up on its own. Um, and I will use handy grapple to shoot my rope to the other side of the river into a tree or something before we get in the ro- in the um, in the boat. And I will have that rope in my hand. Okay, so you will have to determine a target and shoot at it. You, you said there's trees on the other side? Indeed there are. Okay, I determined that as a target. Okay, so you said you have about 50 feet of rope. Yep. The river is about 50 feet wide, oh. and the bank is about 15 feet. Yeah. Uh, so that's a total of 65 feet away. Okay, well then I'd have to wait until we're on the river. So we're going to have to push off, get into about the middle of the river, then shoot the arrow at something, and well, then a, pull our way in. Yeah, there's a lot of targets over there, so I think we should be fine. You'll um, hit something, is the point. All right, everybody get in. We don't have seat belts, but uh, try and hold on to the sides. Make sure you brace yourself. Oh, I'm terrified right now, but okay, we'll do this. All right, Jerry, I want you to get into my sh- Don't be biting holes into it this time. This is a new shirt. Get into my shirt, and that way you'll be safe, comfy, cozy, all right? Meh. Good boy, don't you, don't you dare bite holes in this shirt. It's brand new. Don't. What nope. if he bites holes in the canoe? <laughs> oh, he Well, be dead. he is a feisty little bugger, but I even doubt his ability to do it that quick. Plus, he's in my shirt now. Why don't we all hop in, and I'll give us the good old push-off, all right? Oh, that goes right in the middle. It's a good place to be. Can Daniel now cast instant weapon to create a shovel or something of the sort? Absolutely. You can make a shovel-like paddle. Yep. Excellent. A paddle-like shovel, if you would. You sure are a nifty person to have around. All right. Is everybody in? Odate, you have your little dragon secured? Indiana, are you secured? You see as Indiana just flaps his wings on his shoulder. Yes! He says yes. He yes. also can fly. So he is, he's good. Oh, okay. Short Indiana distance. just right. kind of just flaps his wing and lifts off of 
Odette's shoulders and flies across the river and waits over there. Oh, <clears throat> well. Uh, and waves. Here we go. And uh, Greg will push off the boat and hop in. And, you know, as they're floating down, Daniel will try and push them closer to the other shore. So right, roll a strength check. Uh, I rolled 15. You're able to get a good push off. And honestly, the current from there kind of does the rest as your trajectory is meant by the force of the river. You kind of gradually just start drifting into the center of this river, though the river does seem to be moving pretty quick at a pretty reasonable pace. But once you get to the middle of the river, you notice that Greg Nusus's arrow casts his spell and please roll to hit a nearby tree. 22. You flawlessly embed this hardened bit of rope, which seems to lodge itself into this wood. And as it does, you notice that it gets very taunt very quickly. And it's kind of pulling on you and the boat's going that way. And you're kind of getting pulled at an angle. I need a strength check to see uh, if you can help kind of careen the boat over that way. As there's an immense amount of force pushing you in an opposite direction. Can Daniel try, like, helping the boat move towards that direction? I could use some help with this rope. My dice roll is two. So your strength total? Is a four. So six. With your total whopping six, the rope is tugging at you with the immense force as the river's trying to push you in a completely opposite direction. I'm just trying to hold on to the rope. Correct. You, a singular person, are attempting to hold on to a rope when there is like 500 pounds of force going that way. Oh, got you. Um, he did say he needed help with the rope. Does he anybody did. attempt to help him? So hands firmly grasped on either side of the rope. You do notice that Greg is trying to pull. He's got his feet braced up against the edge of the boat. He's kind of leaned over as the rope is tugging him in that direction. Odette will try to sort of stand up and turn around and face Daniel. Daniel, duck. Oof. Um, I, I don't understand, but I trust you, so he ducks. She's getting ready to cast a spell, and you see she does like the Hadouken stance. Chiryuken! And she says, <laughs> blow! And she casts Gust of Wind, which is a 60-foot range of wind. Basically, it's mm. a line shape of gust, severe wind emanating out from you. Uh, to the extreme of the range, and it is 50 miles per hour. There's a solid gust of wind that's produced from your hands in the opposite direction, and it helps restabilize Greg as he was kind of leaned over, almost about to fall into the river, held onto this rope. He gets resituated, and all of you kind of get jostled as this sudden gust of wind then pushes you towards your corrected course. And with the rope in hand, you slowly begin to careen and veer, eventually more steadily, uh, into a sharper turn going perpendicular to the river, but you do successfully hit the gravel sand on the other side. No! Oh, oh my goodness. I was terrified. I thought we were all going to die on the river. The man wasn't strong enough to pull us in. Oh. Well, that was fun. It's a lot of force. Good teamwork, everyone. Good job. Um, I will transform the rope back into a rope and put it back in my bag of holding. Hmm. Odette pulls out a mirror and begins fixing her hair a little bit. Ah, there we go. Everything back in its place. Good job. I could have gotten over the river myself. Uh, I got a couple ways to do that myself, but I wanted to make sure we could all get across as a team. She slowly nods. Mmm, yes. Anyway, so now that we're all over here in one piece, Sweet. thankfully... Wee! And you see as you guys did make yourself uh, a good 50 feet down the bank, and you see that Indiana... Uh, Odette's pet dragon is flying his way over to your group. Now oh, there you are, Indiana. Look at us. We made it here. Come here, buddy. I thought you were going to die. So did I. 
I was so afraid, Indiana. These people are insane. I think okay, I... is at normal range, but that's, that's, I mean, your opinion is valid to you. Anyway, uh... The shade. Uh, anyway, I think we should, uh, keep on heading out. Do we want to leave this boat here? I mean, it'll eventually just turn back into a regular piece of wood, I think, at some point, maybe. Oh, right. Does I mean... it? Oh, that'd be very... I feel bad for the tree. You've just broke off a part of it and it has an indent in it now. That'll make for a very confused set of players if they ever see that. <laughs> oh, it doesn't just randomly it's turn just back. just going to be a boat here. But... Uh, just going to be a boat. Okay, well, that's going to make for a very confused set of players. Oh, no, that's oh. very good. Because if we have to come back here and uh, bring, uh, what's his face, the... Um... The they storm just Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Chaser. I think um, it's Chaser. Storm Chaser, yeah. Stormbreaker something else. Well, either way, um, it could be useful in the future if it doesn't get destroyed or blown away by the wind. <laughs> but either way, onwards. Daniel's thinking to himself, oh, if only they had cameras in this game, you would set it up and just wait and see all the confused faces of anyone who walks past. Uh, before leaving, Odette will attempt to beach the canoe a little bit more so it's not just sitting in the water. Uh, roll a strength check, please. <laughs> What's your carrying capacity? My uh, push or pull is 575 yeah, pounds. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so you notice as Odette is kind of somewhat struggling but is still able to heave this canoe up onto land and pulls it in a couple of feet, and you notice that Indiana is also grabbing onto one side and flapping his wings very vigorously, not really adding anything to the situation, but... Nevertheless, the canoe is now more thoroughly beached and is safer on the shore, so long as the river doesn't, like, flood and grow in size or anything. Is that an ominous warning to us? GM got a GM. All right, I think I'm ready to go. Oh, wait, guys, wait up for me. Oh, we weren't leaving without you. I was just double-checking the map, making sure we're going in the right direction. Uh, please roll, survive. And we'll see if you can get everyone guided back on the right path. Twenty-one. With your expert guidance, you are able to begin navigating and steering everyone's way to the Furbear's Tannery. You are once again surrounded by all of these tall trees, wind howling in your ear, and you've been traveling for quite a while, most of the day, in fact. It was about two miles to get to the river, and after the river, you're after that short interruption, you're able to travel about another good five miles before you notice that the sun is starting to set and the temperature very quickly decreasing. You're almost in negative degrees now. So guys, it's getting really cold out now. We really should start thinking about making camp for the night. Ah, yes. Oh. Thank you, Daniel. You have pointed out the fact that my fingers are starting to turn blue inside the gloves. Oh, oh, that, oh. that is not good. All right. So I know how to set up my tent pretty lickily split. Um, If you guys can go out and uh, just gather some kindling, firewood, stuff we can burn. Uh, not too big, stuff that could fit in a nice small fire. And then uh, I'll get the tent set up. I should probably have it set up by the time you guys are back. You want us to go out there? Uh, together, yes. Please don't split up. That'd be a bad idea. Uh, all right. I mean, we could literally just like walk around the camping area. Yes, and just you could also do that. I'm just saying gather maybe some firewood for the night. I have some on hand, but you know, it's never bad to have firewood to keep us warm. And I'll get setting up my dad den. <laughs> um, it's not dad exclusive, don't worry. I wasn't worried. I would be in there anyway. It is too cold. Yeah, too well, cold. It's, it's pretty nice. It got some nice benefits to it. I'll tell you all about it over dinner. Oh, 
Wonderful. Absolutely. Tell me everything. But give me a moment. We are going to find wood. Indiana, you're helping. It's too cold. Uh, Daniel, I'd really appreciate it if you could go with her. I know how to set up my tent really fast. Uh, and she doesn't seem like she has a particularly expert sense of direction. I was going to go. I, I don't need to deal with saving another person in the span of a month. Oh, well, there's mm. some to unpack there. Uh, I'll get setting up the tent. That's a great idea. I'm going to go help her. And can Daniel cast light on his gloves so he can, you know, light See? the way with yeah, his hand? Yeah, absolutely. It's also 10 minutes per level, so just Okay, so yeah, out. you shouldn't even be gone anywhere near that long. And uh, the tent only takes 10 minutes to set up? Uh, Odette and Daniel, please roll survival to see if you can find any kindling to burn. And don't get lost. And don't get lost. I have a four. I rolled a 20. Very nice. So, Odette, the sticks are either in the trees. I found a really interesting leaf. Ooh, very nice. It, it was nice it was kind of crystallized and frozen due to the temperatures. Uh, very cold to the touch, but still very pretty. <gasps> Daniel, Daniel, look at this. A leaf. Isn't it pretty, Daniel? Daniel just looks at the leaf and is thinking to himself, how did we get from looking for wood to leaf? But okay. You can burn leaves. Yes, we can burn. Oh, I was supposed to be picking up kindling. Okay, uh... Indiana, did you find any kindling? Indiana just spits fire. Okay, so no. I have a fire starter right here. Daniel, you are able to actually find where there was a fallen tree branch that looks like it was kind of stuck up out of the ground. So it didn't actually get wet or caught on by any of the snow. And it must have been sitting there for a while because it's actually very dry and uh, very brittle and easy to break off. Ooh, perfect. I'm sure... Craig will be happy about this. And because, you know, like the trees themselves are like 300 feet tall, this tree branch itself was like a good 15 feet and didn't even look like it was the whole thing. It was just a portion of it broke off. But you were able to break it up into smaller, more manageable pieces and carry it back to the camp. We're back. We didn't get lost. Thank God. I found a leaf. It's been crystallized. It's very pretty. That's very cool. Why don't you guys come on in? I'll just be starting on dinner in a second. I'll give you the kind of little tour. And Dave, uh, uh, Dave. Who the quack is Dave? Who's Dave? Hello. Very, very um, character. Greg will, um, usher them inside as he enters the tent. Oh, it looks so much bigger in here than it did outside. It is. Isn't that cool? Oh, it's like the tortoise. Oh, yes. I've gotten a couple of those references. Uh, Someone named the the medical professor or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, the physician. Yeah. Yes. Well, basically, um, we got three little rooms uh, separated by little fabric dividers. And then we have a little corner over there also separated by fabric dividers. That's our little toiletry station. I've got a collapsible bed tub and uh, a little place that you can uh, do your duty. As well as this is the main area. And uh, you can see we have a little fire pit here. Don't worry about the fire smoking up the tent. We got bedrolls. The one in the corner over there, that's usually my room. I've got my hammock set up. I've got extra bedrolls, blankets. You'll notice it's a lot warmer out here than it is out there. That's because the temperature is regulated. As well as uh, anybody out there cannot see, 
hear or smell us inside of the tent. So we are undetectable while inside the tent. It just looks like a tent that's randomly pitched. (laughs) (laughs) The innuendos today. I'm just a full-grown man pitching a tent out in the wilderness (laughs) all by himself. Nothing nothing to see here. Brunting. Oh, no. (laughs) We'll bring bring back Brunting, don't you worry. Oh, God. I've got him. Um, The tent is relatively well lit with a couple of lanterns around, as well as uh, you can see Greg light the fire pit and put a pot over top. I'm going to be making some chicken noodle soup. Uh, If that's all right with everyone, I feel like it's a a good pick-me-up, some warm soup after a cold day out there. Um, And if any of you would like, uh, the bathtub in there is already have some warm water in it. And uh, you'd be able to use that if you like. I've got some soap in there as well if you'd like to clean up with a warm bath. And then uh, some dinner afterwards. If both of you take a bath, uh, we'll probably be finished up by the time uh, you're uh, done. I'm sorry, is this overwhelming? No, this is fine. I'm just tired. Well, do you have your own bedroll and blanket? Yes, I do. Well, uh, I guess you can take that middle room next to mine, and then Odette, you can take the last little uh, kind of room on the on the right. I know they're only separated by little fabric dividers. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm but fine. It's, it's a space of privacy. Um, okay. It has little, uh, you have little ropes on the inside, so you can kind of quote-unquote lock great, your great. door. I understand. I see the rope there. I believe that you have the best intentions, but I want to get in that bag. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's already prepared. Um, the soap's in there as well. Uh, just be aware if somebody needs to uh, use the, the loo, uh, that's also next to the tub. Granted, it's clean right now, so... Okay. Go, go ahead. I'll keep working on dinner. Okay, so Odette goes in. Pulls out a book, she's in the tub. That's it. That's their night for her. And with that, everyone has a surprisingly cushy and lavished and relaxing evening out in the woods. With a nice, comfortable tent providing protection from both the elements and whatever else may be lurking outside, all of you find yourselves well-fed and well-rested, though during the evening, uh, a number of you notice intermittently as you are drifting off into sleep or waking up in the middle of the night, you can occasionally hear the sound of footsteps outside, and you do hear off way in the distance the howling of wolves. And when you wake up in the morning, nice and refreshed, ready for a new day, you do notice that it's colder in this tent, and you hear the howling, but not of wolves, but rather of wind. Oh, great, the weather picked up. Wonderful. Greg would have woken up before the other people and started on breakfast. Sure. Odette would have gone through and essentially communed with Indiana on spells mm. and re-prepared her spells for the day. And beyond that... Master? Yes, so, what, what are we getting into today? Mm. Mm. Let's see. Well, Indiana, I don't have many spells. Oh. We need to go find more. Yes. And you see he eagerly flaps his wings. We have to go to the big library on floor five again one day. Pick up some more spells there. Or at one of the shops. But anyway, so we're going to refresh all the spells that we had the other day. And she goes through the entire list. Daniel is going to prepare his spells for the day and also pray to his goddess. No, light some incense. Have a wrench in your hand. It's all in a day's work. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm just 
you know. Oh my gosh, you're right. I now just imagine, like, you know how, like, there are those Catholics who, like, ring bells? It's just Daniel hitting a bell with a wrench. <laughs> Pretty much. Except yeah. he has a tiny wrench. He has, like, a tiny wrench for that specifically. He's got the big wrench for there battle and the yeah, tiny absolutely. wrench for... Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You cannot use the battle wrench for praying. No, you can't. You, you, you can't. can't. Them. What if you have blood on the battle wrench? Then it's sacrilege. He's got all of his wrenches hung up around his room. Okay. He does just have, he has a toolbox of multiple different wrenches. He's with a different purpose. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the working wrench. This is the prayer wrench. The Perfectly wrench. organized too. As all things should be. Yes. So all of you are going through the morning's motions and are ready to set out. Having eaten and had some time to commune and gather yourselves and your spells prepared, you all find yourselves once again in the center of what has been dubbed the Dad Den. Alrighty, I think everybody's just about ready to start heading out, so if both of you exit the tent, um, we can get this all packed up and we can get a little move on. Alright, uh, don't you just, like, kind of close it up? Oh, I guess it's not one of those instant set tents, is it? Alright, uh, I wish. It does take a little bit of time, but only a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to any help. Daniel is going to help disassemble the tent because the faster that is uh, put away the faster they can get moving i'm going to go check outside we i heard some weird things well uh, last we night. do need to be exited the tent in order to take it down yes yes but i'm going to look around the camp really quick just to make sure everything is okay right oh. indiana be first and you see as he flies out and then you just hear a stay close and you hear something bang up against the tent. She runs out immediately. Indiana, what is it? And as you run out of the tent, you are blasted by some pretty serious winds. And you can see that Indiana tried to fly out, but was just smacked back immediately. A similar instance occurs where Odette also screams, ah! and then slams against the tent. Were you two caught off guard by the wind by chance? It does sound windy. It is very windy out here. And cold. Greg will exit the tent um, with Daniel by his side, I assume, and we'll begin packing up the tent. Ah, Indiana, I really do regret taking ice storm as a spell instead of a fire spell. <laughs> yes. Produce flame is not enough. Where is fireball? Ah, I didn't prepare that one. Oh. Okay, okay, let's hurry this up. We're going to finish this mission and get out of this floor. Who could ever live in a place like this? So, Greg is very busily attempting to break down the dad den. Meanwhile, can both Odette and Daniel roll a perception check for me? 23. 16. Odette, your vision is blurry due to all of the snow kind of being thrown around by this wind as it's kind of being picked up and swirled around on the ground. Uh, but Daniel, you do notice that embedded under the light dusting, there are some prints of animals. It seemed as if some trailed around the camp, even made a couple of laps around, never really breaking the line or edging of the trees as you were in somewhat of a clearing, but they did seem to be rather close and encircle the camp a couple of times. Uh, Also, my familiar's perception was the 26. You are not alone last night. No kidding. I had all these boys around me. It was so weird. No, I'm talking about the owls. Oh, the owls. What are the owls? There was something around the camp last night outside of the tent, and it circled us a few times. That's great. It might have been more than just one something. 
But with this, once Greg is finished breaking down the tent, and you have surveyed the surrounding area, you are all getting your bearings, and Greg is packed up and ready to go, and ready to lead you once again as you are nearing closer to your objective of the Furbearer's Tannery. Okay, so I remember something about the, what was it, the spirit beasts? Spirit creatures? Spirit form? Spirits? There's a lot of wolf prints around here. I don't see spirit prints. I see wolf prints. Oh, uh, can I now, Perception? Absolutely. 19. Similarly, with the wind howling, you have the same struggle as Odette, as the snow seems to be obscuring and swirling anything that's on the ground. At the sound of the word wolves, even though Jerry doesn't speak English, he does kind of get skittish. Greg does have Jerry inside of his shirt once again, and coat. Um, and bury himself even further into your shirt. Me. Oh, don't worry, Jerry. I got you in my shirt for a reason. Uh, God speaks very good English. Hey, what about me? You never compliment me anymore. We are not speaking English. We are speaking to each other. Nobody else understands you. I could understand him if I wanted to, but I feel like that's your private, personal uh, conversations. I have to speak with Animal. He's a pseudo-dragon. He's technically draconic. Uh, Greg assumes he can talk to them. Yeah, I gotcha. Nonetheless. All right. Well, if everybody's ready to get a move on... I'm waiting for you. You have the map and you are our guide. All right, well, let's get going. Roll survival to guide everyone along their way. 32. You are able to expertly navigate your way as the marker and indicator on the map uh, and the landmarks placed on it. You are able to very easily determine your location and the direction you need to be going in association with your compass and the cardinal directions. Hmm. Greg, do you know how much further it is until we get to the uh, Furbearer's Tannery? That village thing that we have now ascertained as people are there. Uh, what do you know, Yui Haggard? Uh, based off of where you believe you are in the map, how far you have traveled, and how much further you have to travel, you can estimate that you could make it by the end of the day, though you'd have to walk a little bit longer than eight hours. Uh, we should be able to make it either today or early tomorrow. So, not that much farther. So, we could get there tonight or tomorrow? Basically, yeah. Okay, I trust your judgment. I trust my judgment too. But the question is, should we be concerned about the wolves? Well, uh, if we notice any around, let me know. And uh, I'll try and either scare them off or fight them. I feel like if we enter in toward a combat situation, it, it might be detrimental in this environment, but I feel like we could handle it. All right. Um, and while they're walking, uh, Odette will use prestidigitation and use some of the snow on the ground and form like a little wolf's head and make it hover, like walk up behind Daniel, and, like put it next to his shoulder. Daniel I feel is... like Daniel should roll a will to see if that scares him. Oh, what if it's so spooky? Uh, Daniel has either got frayed nerves or he's going to kill someone today. 22 total. You are immensely calloused and not a man who appreciates such humor as numerous times when you've been camping in the past, you've been attacked by wolves and or dog-like creatures. Oh, yes. The time of... <laughs> Daniel just starts muttering to himself. Yeah, that time I used arm to kill that dog. Indiana, he is insane. He is muttering to himself. Now, technically, you're muttering to yourself and you talk to me. But it is not the same, Indiana. You and I are talking. He's talking to nobody but the air. Well, what if he's talking to the air? 
Oh, wait, he's a cleric. He could be talking to his god. Exactly. Uh, Daniel, sir, are you talking to your god? No. Okay, he's just crazy. He's just crazy, yes. I was just recalling the time I absolutely melted a uh, hellhound dog thing that was attacking one of my other party members when we went somewhere else. Oh, that drops the wolf head in the okay, snow. Okay, he is also crazy, but also do not mess with him. He is dangerous. He is a very scary him. man. No. Armed does 110 damage at level 11. It is a very broken cleric spell. You see Odette, like, take 10 steps back from Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you are traveling, the temperatures are frigid at best. The wind howling. Your course, difficult to see ahead of you, but thankfully Greg is... Got a lot of expertise in the field, so he's able to guide you, and by sticking close to him, you're able to navigate your way. Though the temperatures are so bitter that I do need all of you to roll a fortitude save for the environmental damage against the cold. Ahem, uh, so my fortitude was a 7, and Indiana's was a uh, 9. I got 21 on my fortitude. 27. You're good. Uh, so, Daniel and Greg, the two manly men that they are, are perfectly well insulated from these temperatures. However, the cold-blooded creature and the frail, dainty, studious woman find themselves taking two non-lethal cold damage. It is so cold. I don't know how you people stand this sort of thing. You're monsters. Oh, well, that's a bit harsh. I'll just, uh, I'll have good endurance. You're a bunch of monsters. Look at the Wendy's. Maybe a chupacabra. Are, are you getting irritably cold? If if that's the case, we can do something to warm you up. I even did irritable and cold, so yes. I will just cast Endure Elements and it shouldn't do anything to you anymore. How's that? Sure, do it, Daniel. I'm freezing. I'm going to pass out in the cold. I've already taken some damage to my HP bar. I am going to be the first one to die in this group. Nobody's dying on my watch, or any other time piece of mine. No, I get that you're not wearing a watch. So wait, are both you and your miniature dragon... He's a pseudo-dragon. He's kind of like a dragon, but not a dragon. Okay, so a miniature dragon. Got it. Are you both cold? Barry! And you see him flap his wings and spit fire. We are freezing, Daniel. Okay. He is a cold-blooded creature. I am a cold-blooded creature. I'm warm-blooded, but I am a cold-blooded creature as well. I'm so cold, this breath attack might do cold damage soon. Do you have the Kimuna version of that? Yes, I do. Oh, good job. Why don't we all huddle in here and, and get that on us? That, that probably would have uh, been a good thing to do at the beginning of the day. How many creatures will that affect, Daniel? Well, as many as I touch, I just have to spin... Lasts for 24 hours if it touches one person, but if I touch multiple people, it has it is split amongst one-hour increments amongst okay. the people who I touch. So if I touch you and your familiar, it'll be split into two 12-hour increments. Okay, so we have five people. Well, um, I don't really need to take it if that's big, uh, if it's that big of a deal, honestly. Uh, I, I think I'll be fine on my own. I got this nice warm jacket. And uh, Jerry's fine, too, because he's in the nice warm jacket right, up, right up. Yeah, I know you like it in there. So, Daniel, are you just casting it on Odette and her dragon? Yeah, I think so. And travel continues. Odette and Indiana are significantly more comfortable. It feels, honestly, like it's just a nice spring day out. Ah, a 
to just take off this jacket and be fine. There'll be no problem. No, please yeah, don't do that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, my wings feel so limber. Ah. I only have surmount affliction for one cast, so yeah, don't. Please stay in the warm clothing. Daniel is having bad flashbacks and <laughs> with all the times he had to help Sal with things in general. And as another hour passes, Odette and Indiana are fine, but Daniel and Greg, I do need you to roll two more fortitude saves. So 16 for the first one. 30. And 28 for the second one. 30 and 33. Daniel, for the first hour, your mental state isn't all there. You're thinking that you'll be perfectly fine, but you're actually kind of caught off guard by how cold it is, and you do take three non-lethal cold damage. But for the second hour of your journey, you are perfectly fine. Greg, a true champion of the elements, however, is completely unscathed and barely notices the temperatures. I knew endurance was a good thing to take. Pushing through the blizzard all day long, you are able to stay your course due to the expert guidance of Greg. Traveling closer to your destination, however, you notice that something breaks the sound of these howling winds, and it is eerily familiar. It is the same sound you heard last night. The howling of wolves is off in the distance, and as you approach closer, you're not sure if it's the snow sloshing about playing tricks on you, but you vaguely make out something moving every so often out of the corner of your eye, as if a large shadow is following you. But just as soon as you think you catch a glimpse, it seems to disappear, or maybe it was never here to begin with. I think we're being trailed, guys. Oh, that is likely. What do you suppose we do about that? Avoid them? Don't be trailed? Cover our tracks? I don't know if we can do that. Well, I'm sure we can. We just have to start dusting away. Wait, Odette turns around and looks behind them. You see as the wind has already swirled all the snow behind you, and you can't even make out your own tracks. And then it dawns on you, if wolves are following you, wouldn't they be following your scent? We need to find poop. Whoa. Maybe let's put that idea in our back pocket. Ooh, it'll be like burrito night. That may be a, a bit of an extreme. But if these are wolves and they're following us, that means they are tracking us by our scent, right? You're a guy in the nature place, aren't you? Uh, I am. I mean, I could try talking to him, asking us not to follow up. I mean, you could do that, but... I um, feel like it wouldn't make the situation any worse. I feel like it wouldn't make it any better. I feel like it could make it somewhat better. Potentially? Maybe? Maybe. It depends on how they're feeling. But I keep wondering why they keep disappearing. They're there like one second, now they're gone the next. Hold on one second... Odette will focus and cast Detect Magic. I have something called Wild Empathy. A ranger can improve the initial attitude of an animal. This ability functions like diplomacy check to improve the attitude of a person. Um, the ranger rolls 1d20 and then adds his ranger level to his charisma bonus to determine the Wild Empathy check result. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't need to use Speak with Animal if I already have Wild Empathy that's meant for animals. Okay, so... Wild empathy is basically like you are good with animals. It's like introducing a person who is good with dogs to a new dog. But that is very different than being able to talk to the dog. You understand, right? So like a dog can become, go from hostile towards friendly to you, but you don't necessarily know what he is thinking. Okay. Um, so it, it truly is up to you what you would like to do there. Odette, uh, you are able to detect magical signatures all around you. Um, guys, 
there's something going on around us. What yeah. is it? There's some magical stuff going on around us. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to focus, but it's kind of hard to get a good read. Well, uh, we, we're seeing a little bit of a shadowy wolves, and we were told they were like nature spirits, so I assume they're somewhat magical. That's a, that's at least my two cents on it. You might have three cents or more, depending on how much you know. All right, so if these are the nature spirits, aren't they the ones we have to be careful of? Aren't they the ones that after the, um, the storm chaser dude? Yes, I would yeah. say we do have to be careful of them, which is why I'm saying what we should do on this uh, situation as we're continuing forward. You notice that there are about 17 moderately strong magical signatures in basically every direction around you. Now, mind you, that just means that there are 17 instances of a moderately strong spell cast and the remnant of it is lingering around you. I can, I, I've been focusing for about the full rounds. I should have a strength location of each aura, and I also believe that I may be able to tell the school of magic if I make a knowledge arcana skill check. So you may do so. It is a, uh, how we say this, a 15 for Odette. Mm. Apparently you are allowed to make one check per aura. So technically you could just roll 17 times. So can I take 10? I'll just let you take 10. So I'll take 10 on that. What would the total be that? 23. Very nice. You are able to tell that it seems as if the moderately strong magical aura is that of a conjuration spell. Hmm. These might be summoned creatures. It seems like they're from the conjuration school. Oh. Huh. I wonder how you summon a, a nature spirit. I can only summon... Uh, kind of little guys. You probably have to have, like, a connection with a god or something. Looks at Daniel. I didn't do anything. I didn't say you did, but maybe someday you could. Well, well let's not go around uh, accusing people. Now is not the time for accusations. It's not the accusing. time for action. I'm saying that people do maybe someday summon nature spirits. Who knows? I'm just saying. Besides that, though, there's a lot of things around us. You do notice, as you have paused here for a second to better examine your surroundings, that dotting around the landscapes and darting behind the trees, you do begin to see these large silhouettes more frequently. There's a lot of them around us. There's about 17. I, I don't know about that. Um, all right. I'll try my thing, and then and if that doesn't work, we might have to fight some wolves. I'm sorry. I mean, hopefully. What if we can get... Uh, you said that we could get to that place tonight, right? Uh, that was if we uh, kind of brisked it and we still arrived probably sometime in the evening. Why didn't you say that earlier? We could have brisked it faster. I she didn't know. He did. No, he said we could ride tonight or tomorrow morning. It's one or the other. I just thought that he was really bad at estimating time. Oh. But that is fine. Um, Daniel has a... <laughs> Daniel is a little bit annoyed at Odette's misunderstanding of how time works. Um... I am going to use uh, Speak With Animal, and I'm going to try and yell at the, well, one, see if I can hear anything, um, and two, try and communicate with the pack of wolves. Okay, so it does say that you can ask questions and receive answers, so you may ask questions if you would like. Is it possible to use a combination between diplomacy and intimidate? Like you kind of have to pick which one you're trying to go for. I'm gonna go diplomacy because I already have wild empathy, which gives that a little buff. Fair enough. Um, uh, he will yell as loud as he can, I guess. Do not attack us! 
If you do, you will die. I think that's more of an intimidate. I was about to say that. That's not really a diplomacy kind of statement. That's a threat. Please. <laughs> I don't think I need the police. Um, if you step closer, I will shank you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get. I get what you're saying. Um, diplomacy of fifteen. Very nice. Um, excuse me. We'd rather not end this in conflict. If you could leave us alone, maybe. Do I hear anything in response? It sounds almost as if you hear some sort of deep and raspy laughter. <laughs> oh. So the pleading begins. Oh no, they're laughing at us. No, no, Greg, what did you say? I heard you, but honestly, you should reconsider. Reconsider what? Your voice was a little bit stuttery. Um, you sounded a little bit nervous. And honestly, I think we've shown our hand here, and it is that we are weak and we are going to die. Well, then I'll try a different tactic. I'll roll for intimidate. Sure, go for it. No, Greg, please. Don't try another tactic. Too late. Um, what was the intimidate roll? Total of 32. If you do enter in combat with us, you will die. And so would we. Greg, I don't think you understand. There are 17 signatures out there. Is there actually 17? Is there what? He says there are 17 signatures out there. You hear the sound of whimpering coming from a few of them, but from the others you only receive snarls. And it seems as if they are agitated, but they don't seem to be moving any closer to you. Oh, well, they didn't like that. I think I scared a few of them off, though. Odette moves purposefully behind Daniel. Very nice. Hi, Daniel. I hope that you're having a wonderful time out here. I know I am. Isn't this weather lovely? Greg will make sure the group is staying tightly, uh, staying tight together, but also continuing to move. All right. Now, in the event that we do enter into combat, I would say make sure we're watching each other's backs, as well as be aware that I either may go above or below. What does that mean? Are you going to run? Oh, no. I'm no, you remember that was a board game we played once. Oh, you're right. Above or below. Um, I'm meaning I'll either go up into the trees for a higher vantage point or I'll burrow down below where they can't get me and I'll try and help. So you're going to run away and leave us here. That is what I am hearing. No, I, I'm a ranger. I mean, I, I am good in coast combat, but it's better if I, you know, am at a range when I attack. Yeah, but do you understand? Okay. So, Daniel, let us keep going, guys. We don't want to stay here, but Daniel, are you okay in uh, close combat range? As good as any, I suppose. What about yourself? Look at me. What weapon do I have on me that is good for close combat? I guess spells. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Do you have anything that can harm them or do you not? Oh, no, I have things that can harm them. You know, like this entire thing of ice storm. But we are surrounded by it and they clearly are not being hurt by it. Ice storm. That is a fair point. Doesn't mean you couldn't slow them down, perhaps? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how ice storm works. Oh, it surrounds me and then it, uh, you know, well, it surrounds a location I designate and then, no, oh, poof, there's an ice storm. Ah. <sighs> Well, the only other thing I have is this black tentacle spell. Oh, the, guys, did you hear that? Can I perception? Sure, what would you like to look for? I would like to perception around, specifically 
in our general area to see if I hear or see anything. Well, you're hearing and seeing a lot of things. So Odette just says, did you hear that? Uh, pretty much. That is the sound of my bravery running the opposite direction. Actually, I just passed gas. Oh, that was you, Indiana. Oh, you stink. Well, why don't you keep your bravery and wits uh, beside you? Uh, We'll get through this, I promise you. (sighs) Well, there are two strong-ish kind of men around me. I need more strong, strapping men. Greg looks a little disheartened at that comment. I'm saying our team composition is not exactly the best. I, I'm, a, I'm an arcanist. I have to hide behind people. And then I go boom, boom, and I cast spells. You you hide up in trees and bury yourself underground like a mole rat? And then Daniel has a wrench. Well, I'd say... Uh... Daniel is not going to visibly react to that comment. Making your way, you all continue to travel in this cautious and somewhat disturbed state as it seems as if the figures lurking just out of eyesight and in the shadows don't seem to dwindle, but instead increase in frequency and number. The closer you get to your destination, the worse it seems your situation turns to become. Eventually, though, as you round a hill and you come up to a clearing, you can see down this large sloping area that there is an encampment at the base of the hill, which seems to almost be a borderline village. The entirety of it is contained in some form of wooden wall with spikes sticking out of the side, making it a half-wall cheval de frise-esque defense. It's where you have the, the spiky bits pointing out of the walls and it's used against oh, cavaliers. So like a fort? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. They, uh, they've really dug themselves in and inside there seems to be a large lodge of sorts with a few small wooden structures and tents set up surrounding the lodge, which seem to have been built later. And everything seems to be kind of built around this and fortified and dug in. Uh, GM, while they were walking, Odette, being nervous, actually went into her bag of holding, pulled out a piece of leather, cured leather, and she cast mage armor on herself. Probably very wise. Because the thing that is most noticeable about the site before you is the wolves. From what you can see, there are A solid three dozen wolves surrounding this place, quite literally encircling it, making sort of a siege line around the encampment, not allowing anything to approach, but not necessarily closing any distance. From what you've been told, they've been here for days, but they seem too organized to be regular animals. Okay, so, um, Greg, didn't you say you can talk to wolves? Well, uh, I did, uh... Yeah. Didn't go well, did it? They kind of laughed at me, and then uh, and then uh, some of them scampered off after I tried to intimidate them, and then the others just kind of kept on laughing. So uh, are mm. you going to feel like the, these guys are going to laugh at you too, or do you want to try it? Well, avoid the combat here. This will be bloodshed. Oh, well, hopefully them. Uh, but... Uh, Maybe we should try getting into the town first before we Yeah, that's that's the fight. thing we're seeing here, uh, is that they're, they're kind of maybe blocking our entry into the town. Like, we've got to pass them in, in order to get into the town. I'm starting to wonder if these actually are wolves and whether they're just projections. Well, um, considering you guys said you saw tracks, they're probably not just astral projections. I believe Odette said something about conjuration magic. I think that's similar to what I do when I, like, summon an animal to help me in battle. 
Uh, so they might be somebody's, uh, you know, summoned creatures. Yeah, it would just be kind of strange to have this many of them this well organized. Yeah, probably a mastermind behind this, not just the wolves. Gonna go ahead and uh, say that that's probably it. Yeah, there's probably a, a reasonable assumption to have. Um, however, I will say, regardless if there's a mastermind, we have a problem ahead of us, blocking our path, so we need to figure out what we're going to do. All right, I'll talk to them. I'll let you guys help me decide diplomacy or, or intimidation. Let or, us hide first. Or, so they us. Or, or what? Or can I cast Sanctuary and we just walk right past them? Well, that Sanctuary thing sounds pretty nice right about now. Do you know its range? If so, we can just kind of huddle around one person. If not, you can just uh, it's do touch, it. so we all have to be next to each other effectively. Okay, I'll also well, say that sanctuary lasts one round per level. Right. You are up at the top of this hill. The wolves are about three hundred feet from you, down towards the base of the hill, and they are about another hundred feet away from the walls of the pannery. So you would have to have a way to close four hundred feet worth of distance and get over the wall within the time span of Sanctuary before it expired. If I cast it now, though. Right. So I don't have to cast it right this instant, so I'm not going to. But it is a standard action, so doing it in combat, you would only be able to cast it on one person around. Right. I think we should get out of this open area where they could probably see us. Even if they've already spotted us, at least we could maybe find cover. Well, I can get cover. I'm not quite sure about you two. Trees everywhere. We could find cover. How are you going to get up the trees? That's not what cover is. Cover is you hide behind the tree. There's literally surrounding us. Yeah, and and the wall to get in. Can I detect magic again to sure. see if we are still being surrounded? Yep. So you do notice that there are about 15 magical signatures around the tree area. So where the tree line stops and the sloped hill begins and starts to go down towards the walls, there isn't any magical signatures there, but back in towards the woods where the tree line is, there are a lot of magical signatures. Wait a second. I think I might have an idea. This is a slope. There's snow. You can make things out of wood really quickly. Ah, ah. Oh, do you want to make a sled? Yes, we can. So I can cast Sanctuary that will be moving faster Mm -hmm. so we can... Yeah. That's an idea. I feel like that might be a good idea since this is on a, a a big slope. It also might be kind of fun. A little bit scary, probably, but, you know, fun. Oh, it'll be utterly terrifying. But... That would work probably pretty well. We could get down the hill very quickly, especially with all of our weight. What are you saying, Greg? I'm saying I weigh almost 200 pounds, and there's also another fully uh, grown male. How tall is Greg? Uh, 6'1". He weighs 185. You men are huge. I just got a lot of hidden weight in my thighs. Well, if we're going to get um, on this plan, I think we should get going soon. And we got to stick together. Yeah, really. Because if we get apart, we're probably all going to die a very gruesome death. All right. Uh, GM? Yeah? It, there is trees around, I assume. There are hundreds of thousands of uncountable numbers of trees all in a tree line. But the slope... As you go down, it seems they all kind of vanish as there's a clearing down there. But plenty around you where you are currently at the top of the hill. All right, let's get on this. All right, um, would you mind if I... Oh, no, you need the heaviest weight in the front. Um, 
pretty sure it's the heaviest weight in the back. You don't want the heavy weight in the front or else it'll flip. I think you have to... Wait, no. It's equal dispersion of weight if you have varying weights. But for fastest speed, you have to have the weight that is heaviest towards the front. And then we could do it, however. I was going to say, I have Stunning Barrier Greater, which says that um, if, for example, that uh, Daniel, you mm-hmm. put the Sanctuary on us. Right. I can cast Stunning Barrier on myself. It gives me a bonus to my armor. But it also does a really cool thing that if something attacks me, it can get stunned for a period of time. It would only work once. So we could be like a battering ram, just in case something is still in front of us. Wait, Daniel. All right, let's get to this. So Daniel is going to put his hand on another tree. You're just touching all kinds of wood. Yes, I am. I am touching many different varieties of wood. Go, Daniel. Again, focus on it. Control the wood. It is yours, Daniel. While performing his divine concentration, he's thinking to himself, why? Just why? You don't even need to answer that. Just just why? Just, just why? You got this, Daniel. I believe in you. Control the wood, Daniel. You have the power here. I am a hype man. Woman. And you see as Indiana flaps his wings. Daniel, his eyes slightly twitching now. Everyone's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, cheering you on. Touches the wood. Yes, mm. that wood. And says, become a sled, I guess, now. I guess. All right, let me roll for eye guessing. All right, it, it, it guessed pretty well. You scored a 96 on your test. I rolled before it. It, it went well. Uh, and you do. You have a nice intricate sled with two uh, legs on the bottom, which are sloped and nice and smooth. And it seems like there won't be too much friction against the freshly laden and wet snow. And it seems as if the sled could comfortably sit four people. Good job, Daniel. See, you are in a master of the wood. That's you a, are control. That's a good sled. All right. I think Odette, maybe Odette in the front, Daniel in the middle, me in the back. I'll hold this sled while you guys get on. All right. He will do such. And Daniel will get on after Odette. All right. I don't know if you want to cast the things now. So Daniel reaches over and just touches Greg's hand first to cast Sanctuary because Greg has the most HP. So then he's going to cast it on himself, and then finally on Odette. Odette casts Stunning Barrier Greater on herself. All right, guys, push off. We need to go now. Greg will give a uh, hefty push off and hop on. You guys are are all in this together. (laughs) That is a face of a very confident GM. Indiana, Um, you better act like a parachute and slow us down if need be. Greg will continue to push with his hands down the um, the slope in order to gain more speed. There's, all right. Yeah, well, so this is like a big, big, like, big sled. It's like the size of this table big sled. Yeah, big sled. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Odette's got like both of her arms on either side, holding down almost like in a, at the front though, like leaning forward, like, let's go. I'm very excited. I don't get to do this that often. Oh, so you're on the front. Yeah, she Very is. exciting. Um, that was indicated already. Indeed. So, as I mentioned, this is about a, a 300-foot slope. At the bottom of said slope is the wooden wall with spikes, which you are now uh, hurtling at uh, at a wonderful Wait, pace. was there not any opening for, like, a door or anything? Nope, that was never described. It was never... It probably wouldn't be open at this point. Definitely closed if uh, one's town is surrounded by two, three dozen wolves. Okay, fair enough. So so while we're going down, Odette 
seeing this, now realizing that there is spikes coming at her. I don't think this was a good idea. I will say, as you are cresting the hill and begin descending, all of the wolves do take notice of this sudden and very fast movement and do come charging after you from the top of the hill, and all of the ones at the bottom of the hill do turn and notice you. However, uh, after using uh, wonderful uh, omnicalculator.com physics slash sled, um, with a hill inclination of 30 degrees, a hill height of 150 feet, and a length of a slope of 300 feet, the time of sledding is actually barely over one Pathfinder round. So you make it the entire distance in six seconds, meaning your speed at the bottom as you're about to make impact with this spiked wall of wood is going to be 60 miles per hour. I'm going to GM. What would your characters like to do? Uh, you are successfully dodging all the wolves. Okay, upon closer, like, Coming up to the wall, he'll grab onto the sled, like hardy grab on, and he'll bring out his feet to like to have a break. Okay. Um, have you ever tried to stop a car going at 60 miles an hour with your feet? No, we're not a car. We're right. significantly less than a car. I mean, you you do have less weight. You're certainly not wrong, um, and it, it would slow you down slightly. I would try and slow down as we approach. How, how, how soft does the snow look? How soft does the snow look? Uh, freshly laden. Okay. Oh, that will abandon ship. Yeah, Daniel would probably do the same. Upon seeing them do so, uh, Greg will also abandon at the bottom of the pail. With your genius plan, you all begin plummeting at a breakneck pace down this hill. Your sled are hurtling towards the wall, and at the sight of uh, these coming spikes and palisades pointing at you, uh, you do all jump ship, and you hear as the wooden sled makes a giant crash against the the wall, and you see as it is uh, impaled, and there are now multiple spikes sticking through it, which could have very well all been you. Uh, however, all of you instead only take seven bludgeoning damage from tumbling out and rolling out of the sled. I feel like I could roll acrobatics for jumping off of it. Odette is uh, currently sitting on the ground in the snow, laughing. <laughs> Indiana! Good job, everyone! Now let's get over that wall. I think we almost died, Indiana. Indeed. Now let's not actually die and get over the wall. Indiana, um, your voice has changed. That's that's Daniel. Um, oh, hi, Daniel. Do I have time to use handy grapple and uh, grapple over the wall? So, I mean, there's the top of the wall. Yeah. You could latch onto the top of the wall and then yeah. try and climb over the top of the wall. Well, the rope is more for them. I have air step. I can tread sure. unsteadily on air. Um, I would like to use handy grapple with my rope and toss the rope up there. Okay, certainly. Um, so I will say you will have to navigate uh, between some spikes. Uh, I will require an acrobatics check so that you don't accidentally impale yourself on any of them. They're pretty wide and large. You can kind of step between them. I was going to say, couldn't we just use those as like an assist to help us step up the wall? Yeah. So they're not going all the way up the wall. They're kind of sat in front of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still. When you're close. Certainly. Yeah, uh, you can, but I'm just saying uh, don't slip. All right, um, Odette, Daniel, grab onto the rope and start climbing. Okay. Daniel is going to do so immediately because he does not want to die. I don't have the strength for this. I'll try it. 
Don't worry, you're being given some very great incentive because as you notice that Greg is shooting his grappling rope up towards this wall, you are now being enclosed upon by about three dozen wolves as they're all beginning to catch up to you, especially the ones which were closer towards the town to begin with. I have a zero in climb. Mm. Should we roll climb? I feel like we're definitely going to be rolling climb. I thought um, you just said acrobatics. Well, it's ac- so it's acrobatics to get around the oh, spikes, I'm but sorry. then you have to climb up the wall as well. Yes, you, granted, am. you are given the benefit of having the rope, so free climbing with a rope is very easy. Um, as soon as I uh, shoot the rope up there, I will cast air step on myself. You cannot cast both spells in one turn because the handy grapnel is a spell which takes a standard action. Oh, okay. Acrobatics is 16 to avoid spikes. Yes, you are able to. Uh, the spikes are very large, and there is enough space in between them that you are able to maneuver between the spikes. I rolled a 20 on my climb, and that is my total. I rolled a 16 on my acrobatics. Very nice. You were able to massively dodge the spikes as well. Rather nine on my climb. Uh, Daniel, you are fumbling a little bit uh, towards the bottom. Um, you're very uh, eager by the fact that your sled did just crash into the wall, and you're more enamored by the, the impulation. Adrenaline. Can Greg try to assist him up the rope? Uh, I'm currently climbing up the rope before him. So would I get up? How, it depends on how fast I'm going, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to have too many people on this rope. The wall is about 30 feet tall. You are able to climb up it. Uh, I believe you're only able to move half your movement speed, so you're only 15 feet up it at the first time. So you're going to get bottlenecked by how high up the rope one person can get at a time. But I will also throw out there that as all of this is going on, you're attempting to climb the wall. The sled just crashed into the wall, and all of these wolves are closing in and will be upon you next round. You also hear something. What entire nation is going on out there? We're trying to climb your wall so we don't die from the wolves. Did someone just say they're trying to breach my wall? Oh, the look. wolves are. Greg, you probably... The sh- wolves are by the wall. Greg, we probably shouldn't be telling somebody that we're breaking into their village. We're not breaking in, we're just entering. No, this is breaking and entering. I we're require not everyone anything. to roll a reflex save. Oh, man. Oh, and a perception check if you would like. 18 for my reflex. Okay, and a perception if you would like. 23 for my reflex. And then for Indiana's reflex, it is a 24. Why do you suck today? Perception was 22. 15 on my perception. Indiana's perception is a 26. My perception was an 18, and it's a 17 for reflex. Thankfully, everyone has managed to both see and dodge, which what they now notice to be um, freshly buried uh, wooden kegs of some sort, which seem to have been obscured under the snow, but uh, it is very unmistakable what they contain as momentarily you hear a very large boom as there are multiple explosions completely entirely surrounding the wall as a number of powder kegs were ignited, absolutely exploding a large number of the wolves as they started running in. And you see as the area you just sledded through turns into a a chain minefield and there are explosions rupturing everywhere. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going to die. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to get them good. They are insane people here. We're going to die, guys. Oh, well, we might survive a little bit longer at the very least. Odette pulls herself up over the wall at the end. Adrenaline rush, breathing heavily. (laughs) Can I roll again to climb the rope? Absolutely, Daniel. An 11 for climb. Oh, it's an 11. Oh, you begin ascending the rope. 
Wonderful. Congratulations. And then Greg casts Air Step and literally just begins walking on oxygen. But it does feel good because all of you are able to make it to the top of this spiked wall relatively easily. And you see before you a thin-framed man with patchy and scraggy salt-and-pepper gray hair. He stands with a hunch, walks with a limp, and is covered head to toe in animal skins. He smells like cheap booze and is very clearly always meddling with something. Uh, generally, it's either his canteen or the explosives, which are just strapped to his chest. Oh, I like this man. I like this man a lot already. We've come to help you. Are you one of them wolves? No. No, no I am not. We've come to help. Can I say that with diplomacy? Odette casts prestidigitation on some snow and forms a wolf head. Do we look like wolves? Do we look like these? 27. Very nice. As you are saying this, he seems to have his fears assuaged until there is a uh, a snow-shaped wolf head appearing very suddenly and very startlingly directly next to him, at which point he kind of screams, and you notice as he throws something. Ah! And you see as he picks something out of a pocket and throws it, and Odette roll a reflex save. Can Daniel roll for perception to see if he can spot what it is? Sure. Yay! 27. 16 on my reflex. Uh, You take uh, two explosive damage uh, as it seems as he pulls out something that might be like firecrackers almost from a pouch, but they seem to have a bigger explosion and maybe be filled with some metal. Oh my goodness, why would you go there? Ah, there's a wolf right here. Don't be bringing news in here, missy. It's not a They're wolf. They're not welcome in these parts. It is not a wolf. It is snow. Put and the diary. you do see as your perfect wolf head sculpture has a giant massive dent, and it seems like shrapnel's exploded in it, and it kind of just doesn't look like a wolf whatsoever. You could have killed me. Are you insane, old I man? I wouldn't have killed you. You weren't close enough. I was aiming for that there wolf. Well, your aim is not impeccable. I uh, my aim was great. You were just standing too close to the blast radius. But, uh, that happened to my dog, Jimothy, once. Yeah, I told him to be careful of the bear traps because I lay landmines underneath of them. So what happened, he scurried on to one of them, clamped all four of his legs, and then they got blown clean off. You know what? I don't want to hear this. He ran around on stubs for three months before an eagle swooped up, picked him up 300 feet, and then dropped him down a cliff. I'm not listening to this. Thank you. uh, Wow, that is very morbid. Nice to meet you, sir. How are you doing? Well, could have been better. I'm down all my powder kegs down. The wolves aren't any less. Luckily, we should be getting more in if the wagon doesn't get intercepted again. Oh, before we go on, uh, do you know anybody here by the name of Storm Chaser? Well, my name's Earl Jones, and I don't chase storms, but they do seem to be frequent in these parts, I gotta say. They've been very frequent recently, and it has been a pain. Do you have any people who are currently unconscious? Um, well, I, I... Let me think. I think Abner's sleeping. I think that counts. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, it technically does, but uh, not entirely what we're looking for. Hadley might be going in for her afternoon nap by now. It's getting pretty late in the evening. Gotta say, you don't have any whiskey with you. Oh, were you part of the supply run that was supposed to be giving me gunpowder? No. Did I just blow you up? No, that's, no, we're a different group. Sorry. We're an independently selected team to help you with your current situation, that being the wolves. I was going to say my current situation is the lack of booze and explosives, but nonetheless, everybody, welcome to the Fur Bearers Tannery. 
And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign, everybody. All right. Thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. Wow. Well, lots of explosions, creepy things, and uh, wolves. Foundlings, if you've been enjoying this episode or this series, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you are on, whether or not that's Podchase or Spotify. Actually, no, you can't leave reviews on Spotify. I lied. But wherever you can actually leave reviews, that'd be great. Also, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, tell your friends about us. Get them hooked on the series. Yeah. Sit your grandma down, put some headphones on her, tell her to listen, and uh, kick back her rocking chair and let her... Uh, fall asleep listening to us. I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say, but okay. Uh, Beyond that, you can support us in other ways by going to our Patreon and donating monthly to the podcast, helping us uh, financially by, uh, you know, paying for a myriad things and also getting access to a bunch of really cool stuff, like sometimes early releases of episodes when I can get to them. (laughs) Bonus content as well as a secondary series that is currently being released to Patreon and will be released fully on there before being released publicly. So if you want to get early access to that, go and check out our Patreon. You can also pick up merchandise, which is our store merchandise, uh, by going to missingrolleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, playerfound.com and picking up some of our merchandise. I've got a cool Daniel shirt, a cool Sal shirt. I'm working on some other shirts, hats, stickers. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And also make sure that you're following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, at RollFound. I believe we also have a TikTok. I'm still working on that. But yeah, Foundlings, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next, next week for another episode. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys.